All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of the week. India added the fewest coronavirus cases in nearly six months on Sunday at a time when the rest of the world, particularly Europe and the US, are dealing with the second wave. There were 18,732 fresh cases in the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday, which is the lowest since the 1st of July. And that took the total tally to over 1.01 crore in India, according to the Health Ministry's update. In a positive sign for India's manufacturing, the country registered a growth of 3.5% in crude steel production at 9.24 million tonnes in November, according to the World Steel Association. The increase in production coincides with the rise in prices of steel as global demand rose with easing restrictions. Now, private equity investment in real estate in India is estimated to fall 31% year-on-year in 2020 to $4.6 billion due to an adverse impact of the COVID-19 virus on economic growth, according to property consultant Savills. In the Savills report, the firm said that private equity inflow is expected to bounce back and grow 30% in the next year to $6 billion. Protesting farmer unions on Saturday decided to resume their dialogue with the government and have proposed the 29th of December as the date for the next round of talks, according to farmer leader Rakesh Tikait. The decision was taken at a meeting of Sanyukt Kisan Morcha, which is an umbrella body of 40 farmer unions that are protesting at various Delhi border points against the three farm laws. In the auto space, Honda motorcycle and scooter believes that the ongoing farmers' agitation and the upcoming budget are sort of dark clouds that need to be closely watched, even as the two-wheeler industry is hoping for a low single-digit sales growth in the fourth quarter of the current financial year. A senior official was quoted by PTI as saying that with gradual opening of colleges and universities expected from the next year, The two-wheeler industry is also banking on student buying to add to the sales momentum. Meanwhile, Mercedes-Benz has sought a reduction in cess on luxury vehicles in India in order to grow the premium car market in the country, according to a top company official. The German automaker, which remains cautiously optimistic about its sales growth in the country next year, said a reduction in cess would help the luxury car segment in India attain critical mass in terms of volume. In international news, President Donald Trump signed a bill containing $900 billion in pandemic relief, according to a Republican familiar with the matter, that triggers a flow of aid to individuals and businesses in the US and averts the risk of a partial government shutdown on Tuesday. In international markets, US indices futures are pointing to a positive start to the trading week and the two early rises in the Asia-Pacific region that were open this morning were both marginally positive, with gains of about 0.2% last I checked. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Hormuz, how are we looking today? 
Good morning to you, Alex, and to those tuning in. The last time the Sensex gained for eight straight weeks was back in January of 2018. The index managed to repeat this feat on Thursday, only just though crossing the previous weekly close at the final tick. However, the Nifty wasn't so lucky, ending just 11 points shy of an eighth straight weekly advance. The markets, though, are coming on the back of three straight days of gains. So, what are the stocks that will be in focus on the first trading day of the final trading week of 2020? I'll start with Cadilla Healthcare, where the company has submitted its phase one and two clinical trial data of its COVID-19 vaccine and has sought approval to begin phase three clinical trials in around 30,000 volunteers. The statement from the company says that immunogenicity in phase two clinical trials in healthy subjects was clearly established and was also endorsed by the Independent Data Safety Monitoring Board. Next up is Coal India, where the board has accorded in-principle approval to the company to foray into aluminium value chain and solar power value chain. Coal Secretary Anil Kumar Jain told PTI that out of the proposed two and a half lakh crore investment plan for Coal India, a significant chunk will be spent on clean technologies and diversification. NIIT Limited has approved a buyback of equity shares at its board meeting on Thursday. The company will buy back close to one crore shares, amounting to nearly seven percent of the total equity. The buyback price of two hundred and forty rupees will be a twenty percent premium to Thursday's closing price. Westlife Development has kept its royalty rates for FY21 and 22 unchanged at 4%. The company also said that it has opened four new stores since March this year. The statement said that business is steadily returning to pre-pandemic levels, with dine-in along with convenience channels continuing to grow. Some headlines from the M&A space now. DLF Cybercity Developers has entered into an agreement to acquire 51.8% stake in Fairleaf for 780 crore rupees. The acquisition is likely to be completed by the next quarter, post which Fairleaf will become a wholly owned subsidiary of the company. DLF Cybercity already holds 48.2% stake in Fairleaf. Advanced Enzymes Technologies will be acquiring 51% equity in Cytex Specialities, post which SSPL will become a subsidiary of the company. The acquisition will be done for a cash consideration of just over 31 crore rupees and is likely to be completed by the end of next month. The company has attributed this acquisition to be in line with its strategy to expand into the B2C market. And Balaji Telefilms, which has entered into an agreement to acquire up to 55% stake in Ding Infinity to produce premium shows and films, the acquisition will be done for a sum not exceeding five crore rupees and is likely to be completed over the next six months. Also, watch for Central Bank of India, which has entered into a binding agreement to divest its entire 64% shareholding in Cent Bank Home Finance to Centrum Housing Finance for a total consideration of 160 crore rupees. Pesalo Digital will be in focus on the back of some large deals that took place in the stock on Thursday. According to data on the exchanges, SBI Life Insurance has acquired close to 9% stake in the company at 490 rupees a share. Elara India Opportunities Fund was the other buyer that has acquired over 2.5% stake at 490 rupees a share. The stock ended at a record high on Thursday. In some key brokerage notes, MK has upgraded earnings estimates for Dhanuka Agritech, citing continued prospects of market share gains. The note cited a recent interaction with the management, where it sounded confident of outperformance in FY22 and robust cash flow generation, resulting in higher payouts. The firm has maintained its buy rating on the stock and has raised its price target to 890 rupees from the earlier 715. 
Early takes on the SGX Nifty showed that the index traded with gains of 20 points at the mark of 13,780. More on the stocks in focus along with a lot more in our all-you-need-to-know copy on BloombergQuint.com. With that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Hormuz. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma. Or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.